Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about if land is the right business for you. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting into this industry, this is it. This is the course that you want to buy. Justin and I spent months doing consulting calls and helping people out before we ever put this course together. So what's that mean for you? Well, for one, because we've done so much consulting, we know where people get hung up and we've addressed those issues in this course. But also you've got two experienced land investors who came together, took the best parts of each of their business and laid them out for you in an easy to follow video format. So if this excites you and you're thinking about getting into this industry, all you gotta do is go to our website at www.casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the training tab and get started. It's Friday. Yes, sir. Oh man, do you know I found myself going in the rabbit hole yesterday, day before? I was looking at 15-year-old Ferraris. 15, are you trying to get your Jeff Lowe on? I huh? want to be like Jeff Lowe. I mean, if that guy can buy some Tiger Cubs and have some Tigers and have a, a Ferrari, I want a Ferrari. I feel, I feel like I can have a Ferrari. Yeah, you can definitely have a Ferrari. You can't have a new one right now, not in a smart way, but you know, it's not a smart decision to go get a new one right now. But yeah, you can probably get a 10, 15-year-old one, Man, I found high it for mileage. Like, I found it for like $75,000. I feel real cool in a Rari for seventy five grand. Would you? No, I, I started thinking about that, though. So you start, That's how this is how my mind works. I'm like, oh, man, that's a great car. You get an F430 Spider for 75, 80 grand, 29,000, 30,000 miles, good clutch life on them, you know, pretty car. At that time, it was the pinnacle of the cars in that time. You know, there was a $180,000 sticker on them, brand new. So you're buying this great machine. Then I'm like, but... I mean, for 10 grand more, I could buy a brand new C8. Yeah. Or for, you know, around the same price as that, I can get a new Acura NSX, like a 2017. Yeah, I don't know. I First of all, I don't like the NSX, but... <laughs> yeah, no. Uh? And, and a 10 to 15-year-old Ferrari, although they are cool, it just doesn't do it for me because things are going to start breaking. Even if it's only got 20, 30,000 miles on it, that means it's sat for a lot of its life and yeah. things are just going to naturally break. And then... Those things are expensive on a Rari. Yeah, I know. But you look cool when you're wearing your Affliction shirts, rolling around Winnie Wood, Oklahoma. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, iconic painting? I kind of want it. Uh-uh. It's uh, all blacked out, kind of smoky, and there's like kind of an outline of a Ferrari, and it says, no risk, no Rari. Uh-uh, I haven't seen that. That's pretty good. cool. That's pretty right. cool. But you won't let me have a Rari then. Well, I don't control your bank, your finances, your monthly income. But my, if you, my wife told me I could get whatever I wanted if I felt like I wanted it, if it would make me happy. Well, go for it. I mean, it I may, still... It, it may instantly make you happy, but just like all your other cars will be sold within three, four months. I just come like, I got a, I'm a car flipper. That's what I do. <laughs> You're supposed to make money flipping cars. I make money flipping. <laughs> I don't lose money. Uh, it's called the tax play. Okay. Tax play. Man. All right. So it's an LLC in Montana. Okay. So tell me about uh, land business versus any other business. Yeah, man. So I was talking to a guy the other day, and he didn't know kind of the pedigree or the background that I'd owned a supplement company, and we had an Amazon company together. We've told that story, but the private label products there, and how many lines of products we had on that, the marketing involved in that, the branding, the, the push behind that, how they had the affiliates and things like that. And so I started thinking about it, and I was like, man, we've done a lot of like little side hustles and businesses throughout this. And you know, land has been one that we've kind of 
I don't want to say we stuck with, but it's been the longest business outside of our normal business is what we our business what we do mm-hmm. uh, or when we were w2 so we're into this position now and it's like okay why did we stick to land and is it right for everybody mm-hmm. yeah because i don't know if it although i want people to get into it and try it and because it's a great industry and you can definitely make some money at any price level mm-hmm. it's not for everyone no and that's so i see all the you know i see the the facebook hustlers that they jump in the groups and they just get they buy their first course whatever course it is they get in all the Facebook groups. They're grinding, hustling, blessed day, emoji, emoji, emoji. And then about three to four months later, they're gone. And Or you, if you became friends with them or following them on social media, you see they're on to the next thing. And it's the crypto. It's the trading binary. It's the ATM. It's the the houses. Or I'm going to be an apartment syndicator. Yeah. And, a, and I'm just like, that. that's like all of us. <laughs> we have all bounced from business to business. You know, fortunately for you know me... I could say, okay, hey, when we we had South Platte going, then I started Key Sports, and I went with Key Sports, and we were running that, and it had kind of the same model of South Platte, except for we we were direct to the consumer, but we had to build up the branding. So I was working trade shows on the weekend when I wasn't working, meeting with athletes, trying to get their contracts lined up. We sponsored a lot of athletes. We were the first supplement brand in Supercross. you know. So it was like, oh, we did all these little cool things, and really it it was just more of a passion project than anything because it it broke even at best. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we started to move into land, and, and we did that, and I had both of them going for a little while. And then we sold that, we sold out the other company, and we bought the apartment complex and flipped it. So I mean, it was like I was like, man, I I I have been that guy that bounced from business to business, but why land? And is it for? I think it's easy enough to do for anybody can do it, but we have found that a lot of people just it doesn't do it for them. Yeah. For me, there's a couple reasons, and it the main one being it hit every box that I wanted. Like you can do it at any price range. Because mm-hmm. when I got started, I had was just coming back from a failed real estate business attempt. Mm-hmm. Right, I was broke, and so to be able to get started at any price range mm-hmm. that was key for me. But also, it could be done remote. That was one yeah. thing I didn't want to do again for being a realtor or a house rehabber is drive around all the time because I put an insane amount of miles on my car. But also. Like back when my realtor business was going down because, you know, the economy and mm-hmm. everything, right? I was still working every day trying to sell homes. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any money because nothing was selling, but I was spending 70 bucks in gas every three days. Yeah. And I didn't want that to be an issue anymore. Yep. And so I could work from home, do it at any price range, and uh, do it anywhere. Okay. Right? But the biggest thing is I had to pick something to stick with it because just like you had <laughs> said we had done so many businesses yeah. and just like I think almost every entrepreneur, right. They deal with a shiny object syndrome. And mm-hmm. I'm, I remember telling myself this business hits every single thing I want it to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, I need to make it work. Yeah. And so I think that's And then you got involved with it and at almost the exact same time. And because you were doing it and I'm doing it and we could bounce things off of each other. Like it yeah, just stuck. kept us, kept us moving in the right direction, yeah. in the same direction. And I don't want to say it was like competing. It was a, it was a, Hey man, this guy. So then you're get excited and you're like, Oh shit, I got to get my next mailer out or yeah. you closed a deal. And I'm like, hey, dang, he closed some five acres for this. Let's get it going. We're going to mm-hmm. get some, we're going after this there. And so that, that's really, you know, it's, I think it's really important to say, is it for everybody? Cause we had Jen who was a school teacher. Mm-hmm. She did, she came out of the blocks hot. Yeah, she did she well, did. made some money and then just said, Oh, yeah. It's not really for me. She did make some good money right at the beginning, but she didn't like the sales. She'd hated she, having when, to talk when, to the people. Yeah, when people called her, she didn't know what to say because she was new. Uh-huh. She didn't realize that you didn't really have to say much, right? Because the people had already seen everything. Yeah. So that made her nervous. So she, yeah, she hasn't done, 
I think she actually still owned some property, but she had paid everything off and made some profit, right? Yeah. So she was she's up by like a month's salary of what she was making at work or a month and a half salary. Yeah. I was going to say one thing that I find that is hard for people is the lack of doing something or like swinging a hammer or like how easy it is. Because mm-hmm. like I've talked to one person before and they were buying and selling land, you know, making money, but they just like really wanted to be doing a house mm-hmm. because they felt like they were accomplishing something. They were accomplishing. They were out during the day. They were talking with a contractor. They were swinging a hammer. They were painting a wall. They were do- actually doing something, even though they may not make anywhere near the kind of money. <laughs> And they've got so much more time and effort involved with it, right? It was just getting over that feeling, which I think people struggle with. Yeah, I I struggle with that too. And it it took me the first couple of years to decide that I'd always go back to trying to flip something. Hey, I'm gonna flip this house. Or hey, I'm gonna do a house mailer. Hey, I'm gonna do an apartment mailer. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, why did I do this? And every time it's a, as soon as I get into it, it's about a month into it, and something goes wrong, and I'm fixing a sewer under a bathroom on a floor I've already done, and I'm going. Well, why am I? Why did I want to do this again? I'm busting my ass here, putting a hundred thousand dollars into it to make twenty five grand when I could put a hundred thousand to make a hundred thousand back on land. Yeah, and I think the thing is, most people realize that that's the case. Yeah, that they're only going to make twenty five thousand best case scenario yeah. on flipping a house by risking a hundred, and they can make hundred while risking a hundred on land, but they don't care because they get so anxious about doing something. Yeah. I, but like in, in play that a lot of, a lot of our listeners are going, well, yeah, it's cool. You could put a hundred grand up on a flip house. You know, that's, that sounds good. Well, I mean, it's easier to get money that way, you know, hard money or you had yourself line of credits or whatever, but you hit the point, you hit the nail on the head when you said, Hey, you could really start this for 50 bucks. You know, Mm -hmm. we do, we show that with coffee money and we've seen guys just blow it out with that. We see some people that go out and they, they get hung up on something simple. And that's, I think a big thing for a personality trait is you can't get hung up on something simple or just get hung up and be like, try to overcomplicate it. You kind of listened in on a phone call I had earlier today where the guy's going on about terms. And I'm like, okay, well, just, just get him to sign a personal sale agreement. This is how it goes. This is what the term is. And the, he's bouncing around and he's like, oh, I didn't know this or I, what exactly? Because he wants to understand it completely before getting to do it. And in any new business, you don't have to know everything at the beginning. Like, you, and that's a, you know, go ahead and take this first step or do all that, you know, whatever cliche thing that is. But, Land for me with doing, you know, the Amazon hustle, you know, we order it from, we go on Alibaba, we get our, we look away to get our product and we, or what we were going to do, we'd get on Alibaba, find a a manufacturer of it. We'd send them our specs of what we wanted to change on what they had. They would do it. We'd send it to a warehouse. They'd get it ready for Amazon. They'd put it to Amazon warehouse. We'd list it, try to market it, put it through the different groups and sell it. And we make a profit. Well, I mean... It was it was easy once it got going. We were just celebrating the sales. Oh, we got you see last night we sold yesterday we sold eighteen every day at like eight a.m. when the Amazon app would update for the day before sales. I don't remember what time it was at in the morning, but I just remember looking at it going, oh yeah, the app updated. We sold eighteen yesterday. Oh, we sold seven yesterday. Now with land, I look at it totally different. I don't really look at the day to day thing per se. I I'll say hey, you know, this week I mean shit, we had a hundred thousand dollar revenue week this week on land. And it's a coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And that's at a, like almost 100% profit uh, ROI. So I'm like, well, okay, well, cool. I, f- I have some inventory here. You know, did some wholesale deals, lowered some price on some older inventory. Other stuff, it was up in the northern part of the United States. It's getting warmer. People are getting out. People are looking at it. They've been cooped up for a month. They want to spend some money. Maybe it's the stimulus checks. You know, whatever that is. And these aren't, these are product ranges from, you know, a $3,000 property to a $12,000 property, to a $50,000 property, to another 50 or another 40. So they're all over the spectrum. 
Yeah, no, people are, I've noticed that too. People are definitely getting out. I think we're about to have a big sale summer with land because everyone's been cooped up for so long and now they're ready to get things done. Yeah, I mean, and that's the cool thing is, so now, like what I, and that was a long way of saying, you know, it used to be put all this stuff in a warehouse and hope that it sells. Now I'm like, yeah, just put my money in dirt and just liquidate as we need. And I know that the return's high enough that it makes it worthwhile. And you just don't get emotional about it. No. Yeah, I would much rather have my money in dirt, you know, over that Amazon stuff too. Because while I liked our products, we had some pretty cool products. They were, you know, just products, yeah, nothing I mean, special. Yeah, like, what, like <laughs> worst case scenario, if we lost it all and we had to get... A, get our products back. Is it going to be something we can survive with? What are we going to do with a thousand lunchbox sets, <laughs> or you uh, know, lights. two thousand blinking blue lights, yeah. safety lights? Yeah, the, I thought. So we had a pillow. It was the very first camping pillow with a built-in. Uh, what do you want? What's it called? The uh, uh, cover built-in. Yeah, like, sewed into it almost. Yeah, flannel. The flannel uh, half of it. Most of the ones look like a like a swimming pool. Yeah, thing and ours had actual cotton pressed into it. And then somebody that that uh, idea got stolen. Oh yeah, that idea it, went. That's how quick. Amazon works, right? You come up with a cool idea, and then and then the day later or a month hits. later, ten people are selling it too. Yeah, they, it takes them about thirty days. It's like day thirty-one, they get their manufacturer to press their first ones out, and they're pre-selling. Yeah, and unlike land, right? It's the race to race to zero on that one. Yep. And so, luckily, we don't do that with land. But if you don't know, the race to zero is where we're selling it for 15 bucks and then someone tries to come in and beat us and they sell it for 14 Yeah. and someone else sells it for 12 and then you got to lower yours and then all of a sudden everyone's lowering it till it, until you're losing money. Yep. Well, we don't do that with land. No, because it has that value yeah. to it. And like, I mean, you're not going to just load it all up and take it home and keep it in your garage. Like I still have uh, wrist wraps and wrist straps from Key Sports uh, from when we closed the business down. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, I could use them, but what do I really need 100 sets of wrist wraps for? Yeah. I may just give them to you at the gym so y'all can take them up there. You already take a bunch of them, give them up there. I'm sure somebody would take them. Yeah. So the cool thing was is that when I was at the track the other day, I was talking to this dad, and his son's about to go pro uh, with about two years. And he had heard of the supplement company. And they're from Chicago. They just moved down here. So it was wow. neat to me. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, I've heard it. I remember that. I remember that brand. Hmm. So it's definitely neat. It's definitely neat to see that and the growth. And all of it works together. Now, you know, is there some things that would, if somebody told me, hey, I want to do land, and I would just say, yeah, I don't know that you would be doing it. Was there anything that you like see right off the bat that you'd be like, yeah, this is, land's probably not for you? Yeah, well, it would be that trade of I need to be out talking and shaking hands and swinging a hammer. Okay. And that. That, that would be the biggest thing for me because you got to be patient. Let's, because if you only, let's say you sent a mailer today, you got nothing else to do until mm-hmm. the phone starts ringing. Yeah. One of the first, one of the guys in our group, you know, brought that. He brought that up that he sent his mailer out January, whatever. I don't remember what it said. January 15th and got his first sale April 15th. And that's 90 days. And typically we say you're not going to get paid for 100 to 105 days on your first deal. Yeah, because you got to put the mail out mm-hmm. and then you got to close on it and then you got to market it and mm-hmm. then you got to close it, right? Yeah. And so this this idea that you can go start today and 30 days later have bought, sold, and all that on your first deal that just doesn't seem very realistic unless you walk out there today and you buy a wholesale property and you immediately put it up for sale. Yeah. You know that I guess it could happen that way, but let's not let's not sell some crap here. It's not you're not going to mail and do all that. <laughs> do you think that's what causes that some people a lot of these people get bought into the idea of no money, make all this money really fast and it doesn't happen in 90 days and they're they're just upset with it? Yeah. Yeah, for I definitely think that happens. I was talking with someone the other day who they weren't upset but I guess they had in their mind that maybe their property should be selling within a week or two. Mm-hmm. And I just say, like, it's just, you know, it's just not realistic from what we see. I mean, it, it, property definitely sells that quick, right? It, it has happened. It, you know, it definitely does. But 
every property? Should you set in your mind that your standard is that every property will sell within a week or two? And the answer is no. Yeah, absolutely not. I like I I go back to the you know we looked at my last hundred deals and the average whole time was around ninety five to hundred days, mm-hmm. and started thinking about that. I was like, well, I mean that's you're turning your money almost three times in a year at that point, you're still killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're making 100%, yeah. right? You know, even if you're only making 20, 25%, you're failing in land because you did 20, 25%, but if you flipped it three times, yeah, that's still really good. Yeah, I agree. I, so I, I think it's got a big plethora of things that, you know, make it, you know, why land for us? I, I think that it's good to sit back and look at it, you know, compared to what we've done. You know, I, I'm always about a looking down a business plan. That's like, that was my weakness in life is like, Hey, what's your hobby or what, what is like your guilty pleasure? Mine is writing up these business plans, looking at profit potential and, and like whether it's flipping cars, you know, we were talking about earlier, your grandfather owned a, a bicycle brand back in the day. And I'm like, Oh man, we could start a new bike brand. We could bring it back. I could to bring the name back, build some race bikes. And yeah. you know, so that's, that to me, I'm like, I already know what the price is going to cost to have the bikes built. You know, we could just design them the way we want it and do that. So it's cool to see that's, that's just my fun part of this. And that's, it doesn't get me off into the shiny object, but it does make the question of, you know, what we what we can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the most part, I would say there's a lot of people this industry is for and that everyone should at least give it a try, right? Yeah. Right. Just know that there's some, you know, got to be patient. You got to mm-hmm. have some uh, rational thought in your head and not get hung up on the, the little stuff and yeah. keep pushing forward. Yeah. During that during that downtime, don't go start in another business. Don't go build a bicycle brand. No, I'll probably don't go, don't go build a bicycle brand. Or buy a 15 year old Ferrari. That's on you, whether you want to do it or not. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go get on eBay. All right, guys, well, that's it for today. It's Friday. Take the weekend. Do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Give us a like, a follow, and a subscribe. And then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Monday. See you Monday.